0: A-A-S-T I yeah, yeah, the yeah. ending yeah, it's alright good on ya yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast Podcast remember yeah, we don't spell it with a C we spell it with a K so you might take it easy Welcome to another episode of Headlines, brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Tuesday, May the 17th, 2022. Hope everybody's having a great Tuesday. So many things are trending in the world of pro wrestling today, and that's what Headlines is doing for you. We're bringing you all the updated news across social media and the wrestling websites to give you a comprehensive, in-depth explanation to what you can expect from each of your promotions. Let's go ahead and let's start off with some Very shocking news when it came to last night on WWE Raw. Sasha Banks reportedly has backstage heat after walking out on Raw. Matthew Wilkinson is reporting at this hour. After walking out during WWE Monday Night Raw this week, Sasha Banks has backstage heat, according to Dave Meltzer, on the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Radio. Now, these feelings were passed on from people not in management, those who were aware of the full situation that's going on. Naomi's name was not mentioned, so it's unknown whether or not there will be any feelings towards her about walking out last night. Now, of course, the Women's Tag Team champions opted to leave the arena last night during the show, which changed plans for the main event. Originally, it was set to be a six-pack match featuring Sasha Banks and Naomi, where the winner earned a title shot against Bianca Belair, but things quickly changed. That ended up becoming a singles match between Becky Lynch and Asuka, and the decision for Sasha, and Banks, Sasha Banks and Naomi to leave was brought up on the air. WWE released the following statement last night during the situation and it reads as follows when Sasha Banks and Naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon they were informed on their participation in the main event of Monday Night Raw during the broadcast they walked into head of talent relation John Laurinaitis's office with their suitcases in hand placed their tag team championship belts on his desk and walked out they claimed they weren't respected enough as tag team champions and even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match for the main event they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with the two opponents they had although had many matches with these two individuals before and had no past consequences now monday night raw is a scripted live tv show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contracts we regret that we were unable to deliver the advertised match for this evening so since then sasha banks has unfollowed all wwe related social media accounts including vince mcmahon while a friend of naomi's tweeted at length about the issue citing creative as the main problem Naomi was set to win the match last night and then face Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell. Now, she was going to pin Nikki A.S.H. to achieve that goal, not Sasha, as had been speculated. It is believed that they wanted to focus on improving the tag team division. Neither woman reportedly had any safety concerns about their opponent prior to their claims. Now, yet there's nothing to be confirmed for the reason as to exactly why they left the show and the exact issue that is taking place. Neither Sasha Banks nor Naomi had made any comments on the matter as of this writing. If you would like to follow more about this situation that is trending right now in the world of wrestling, follow Matthew Wilkinson on Wrestling Inc. and he will have all the latest details. You can also follow WWE on all forms of social media as well as they will be updating fans on the latest news. Matthew Wilkinson also is reporting at this hour that Cody Rhodes has confirmed that WWE is making temporary tattoos specifically for fans to put on their neck. From the moment Cody Rhodes had it done, his infamous Nightmare Factory logo tattoo has proven to be very controversial. Rhodes recently discussed the tattoo with Justin Barso of Sports Illustrated. Now, despite the prominence of the tattoo on his body, Rhodes told Barso that nobody in WWE has had a problem with it. The American Nightmare certainly expected some kind of backstage reaction with his new ink when he returned to the company, the very least from his legacy stablemate Randy Orton. He said, and I quote, Vince hasn't said anything negative about the tattoo, Rhodes says. I've been waiting for quite some time, and I've been waiting for guys to get back to me one day to say something, specifically Bruce Pritchard or Michael Hayes. Even Randy Orton hasn't said anything. And that was a shock to me because I wasn't a tattoo guy and he was all covered in tattoos. But I guess that's just the way it is. Now, not only did WWE not have an issue with the Nightmare Factory logo tattoo, Cody Rhodes revealed to Justin Barso in Sports Illustrated that WWE is planning on monetizing from it, something that his former employer, All Elite Wrestling, never ended up doing. Vince McMahon, on the other hand, has never seen a merchandising opportunity quite like this before, and Rhodes claims that WWE will be selling temporary tattoos, allowing fans to wear his chosen symbol on their neck as well. Once again, without getting patent permission is fine. Now, temporary tattoos are going to be released by WWE Shop, and people will get to to see that. The exact, exact tattoo that I have on me, Rhodes says. This is what it is. When I was here before, I wanted to do something like this, but now I have the opportunity that wasn't a bad thing, and I wasn't searching for it. Now I'm reaching for the final form. That's why I'm sticking to my guns about my character, keeping it as close as possible to who I am. And I promise you, I am not getting another tattoo. If you'd like to follow more on the Cody Rhodes story, definitely go ahead and check out Matthew Wilkinson, who has this article trending right now over at Wrestling. Eric Mutter is reporting at this hour about Paige and a possible return to WWE. Eric Mutter is writing that Paige tells fans to imagine a return to WWE. It has been four years since Paige was forced to retire from in-ring competition, but the second-generation wrestler is still thinking about a potential return. Paige hinted as much about this as she responded to a fan on Twitter who pointed out several of Paige's photos were among some of the most liked on WWE Instagram accounts, despite her being inactive in the ring for several years now. Now, you can see this right here on social media at RealPageWWE. Paige Paige officially retired from in-ring competition following WrestleMania 34 due to a neck injury, which she had suffered suffered in 2016 and then she re-aggravated it that December of 2017 at a house show against Sasha Banks. Now, she would serve as SmackDown general manager during 2018 and then later she managed the team of Asuka and Kairi Sane who appeared on WWE backstage on 2019 until the program was canceled in 2020. She's only made sporadic appearances for WWE since she has been gone and she has still been a major presence on Twitch and in the wrestling world. Paige has expressed hope that one day she could return in-ring competition, and at one point she rumored to be making a return. She even teased a return back in October of 2021, only a month after declaring that I'm not done with wrestling just yet. Now, it should be noted, Paige's contract with WWE is reportedly set to expire next month, and it's really unknown if she and WWE will come to terms on a new agreement. If not, she will become a free agent. If you're interested in finding out more of what's going on with Paige, follow her on social media, and you can definitely follow Eric Mutter as he is reporting at this hour over on Wrestling Inc. Speaking of Eric Mutter, he's got another article that's trending on Wrestling Inc. CM Punk fires back at Matt Cardona over Sasha Naomi tweet. Now, as the wrestling world continues to react to Naomi and Sasha walking out on WWE Monday Night Raw last night, there's reasons that they did so. Matt Cardona has decided to comment on the situation early Tuesday afternoon after the reigning NWA World Heavyweight Champion alluded to Naomi and Banks' situation while joking about his past creative issues with WWE. He would go on to say, if I could go back in time the night I was pushed off the stage in a wheelchair on Raw, I should have walked out on Johnny Ace's office, placed my neck brace on the table and walked out because I wasn't being respected enough as the internet champion, Cardona tweeted. Some of us take Matt Cardona's comments, well, most notably CM Punk. The AEW star offered a blunt rebuke to Cardona's tweet. He would go on to say, if you'd go back in time and stand up for yourself, you should stand up for the workers now, Punk tweeted. Punk comments were echoed by fellow AEW Stardax Hardwood, who simply added 100%. Hardwood then tweeted again in support of Banks, including a picture of the two of them, along with Hardwood's FTR teammate, Cash Wheeler. Hardwood, Wheeler, and Banks, along with Banks' former tag team partner, Bailey, are known to be longtime friends, stint, stint, from their time in WWE. Always, always, always stand up for what you believe in, Hardwood tweeted, and fucking always. At this time, Matt Cardona has not responded to Punk or Hardwood. Wood's tweets, but you can definitely catch his tweet. It's over at the Matt Cardona on Twitter. And you can find all that information, which is trending right now by Eric Mutter on Wrestling. Robert Grunier is reporting at this hour. The roast of Ric Flair is now set for StarCast 5 weekend. Along with the big news that he will be returning to the ring to compete in a six man tag match, Flair will also be part of the roast of Ric Flair, which will be at this year's StarCast. The roast of Ric Flair. Are you kidding me? It's the Nature Boy, Rick says in an ad released earlier today. What are you going to say? I'm Woo, the man, okay? I am the king of trash talking. You say what you want to say. Just remember, at the end of the night, when all is said and done, I get to talk about you. Woo, the Ric Flair StarCast Woo. Now, there's no word yet on who the roasters will be for the show, but stay tuned to ad-free shows, stay tuned to Conrad Thompson, and stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. as we will be giving you more names when it comes to the roast the closer we get. Now, one could imagine some big names in the pro wrestling industry will likely be involved and maybe some... The mainstays. So, don't forget, the Roast of Ric Flair is officially on. Now, Flair was scheduled to take part in the original Roast of Ric Flair back in 2019. However, an emergency procedure had caused a very, very difficult life-altering event for Rick. This year's fifth incarnation of StarCast Fan Fest will take place on the Nashville Fairgrounds July 29th through the 31st. As mentioned, Flair will return to the Squared Circle, the team with FTR, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler against their reported opponents, the Rock and Roll Express and Ricky the Dragon Steam. This will be Ricky Steamboat's first match since his FCW tag team match with his son, Richie Steamboat, against Clayton Croft and Trent Barretta back in 2010. Now for Flair, it's his first match back since his victory over Sting in TNA back in 2011. The match will take place at Jim Crockett Promotions StarCast event once again in Nashville, Tennessee on July the 31st. The show is set to appear via Fight TV just one day after WWE's SummerSlam, which once again will also be emanating from Nashville. If you'd like to find out more information about the Ric Flair Rose, cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. as Eric Mutter has the story trending as well right now. As the headlines continue, we also have some new news about WWE and the MLW antitrust lawsuit. Matthew Carlins is writing in at this hour, WWE filed another argument for a court to dismiss the antitrust lawsuit brought against the company by Major League Wrestling, also known as MLW. Now this report is coming out today by PW Insider. World Wrestling Entertainment filed its first motion to dismiss the lawsuit in March, and MLW argued against the motion in April. In response, the latest filings by WWE argues that MLW has failed to provide any evidence that WWE has monopoly power over the professional wrestling industry. It also states the allegations that WWE interfered with MLW's contract negotiations is supported by no facts, and there's excerpts from this supported from WWE. Now, MLW originally filed its lawsuit in January, alleging WWE's ongoing attempts to undermine competition and monopolize the professional wrestling industry, and by interfering with MLW's contracts and business prospects. Part of WWE's most recent argument against MLW's monopoly claim is that WWE is just one of a vast amount of programming options available to broadcasting partners. Now, here is a quote. There is no allegation, nor there could be, that all the networks, cable, streaming services, devices, 83%, 8.3%, or 0.83% of the revenue from WWE content. NBC Universal, Fox combined only purchased three WWE television programs out of the presumably hundreds if not thousands of programs that the network airs per week. Critically, it is never alleged that if the WWE to withhold a product that it would in any way create a monopoly of power or impact any other wrestling promotion. Now MLW's lawsuit claims that WWE executive warned Vice TV in early 2021 that WWE Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon was upset with Vice for airing MLW programming and that Vice should stop working with MLW. MLW is seeking compensatory and explanatory damages, an injunction barring WWE from inflicting further irreplaceable harm through its anti-competitive and ferocious conducts and legal costs. If you'd like to read more about this, and trust me, there's a whole lot more. Cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. at this hour. Matthew Carlins has all the details, including the statements released by WWE's lawyers and MLW lawyers as well. Matthew Wilkinson is busy. He's writing also about former wrestling superstar Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Now, Beefcake recalls a match that made him an innovator. So what does he mean by that? WWE Hall of Famer Brutus the Barber Beefcake recently spoke with Wrestling Inc. Managing Editor Nick Hausman on Wrestling Inc. Daily. WWE SummerSlam 2022 is right around the corner for the company, which got Beefcake for calling to his 1989 SummerSlam main event, which saw him team up with Hulk Hogan to defeat Zeus and the Macho Man Randy Savage. Here he called that match, admitting It is sad that so many people in that match are no longer with us, he would say, and I quote, Well, I really wish that more guys who were in that match would be still with us today. Macho man. Tiny Lister Zeus is gone. Miss Elizabeth is gone. It's just too many, he said. It's too horrible to even think of all of my friends and how many are gone. That being a pay-per-view, we take very, very seriously. Whether Tiny Lister, who was an actor, or whether he was in a ring on a wrestling pay-per-view, not once but twice, and he was tremendously exciting to have and to work with. Now, Brutus Beefcake praised Zeus for the work that he put in during his time in pro wrestling, stating he was a nice guy. He does think it's sad that he's no longer around, but Brutus believes that they were innovators. Since that point, WWE has brought in a lot of other celebrities for matches, and this was the example of maybe the first time they had done it. What a talented super guy. It breaks my heart to think he's no longer with us, Brutus said, something that just had never been seen before. It was the first. No one else came along to do something like that. We were definitely innovators and not imitators. If you'd like to read more about what Brutus the Barber Beefcake had to say, Matthew Wilkinson has this article trending over on Wrestling Inc. The aforementioned Matthew Wilkinson is also writing in regarding Booker T. Booker T has some comments regarding Tammy Sitch and how he believes she should be removed from the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, during the latest Hall of Fame podcast episode, Booker T. discussed the current situation surrounding Tammy Sitch. The former WWE superstar was recently arrested for vehicular manslaughter while under the influence of alcohol. Now, in recent years, she's had issues with alcohol, and Booker spoke about the traps that come with those who try to deal with fame. He would say, and I quote, when you become a so-called superstar, they are going to try to come at you from left and right. right. They're going to try to be offering it stuff to you. It's going to be an all out party all the time he said. If you don't know who to manage or how to manage yourself you will literally get caught up in it. You need to stay focused. I'm talking about keeping blinders on. You're going to fall in traps if you don't. There was a time where there's everything out there, drugs, alcohol, people who wanna party and party all night. They wanna drink, they wanna drink all night, they wanna do everything, but trust me, nobody that I've seen in this business, none of them, can burn the candle at both ends or they end up in a bad place. That's what Tammy is going through now. When it comes to Sitch potentially going to jail, this is something Booker T doesn't wish on anybody. He feels sorry for her legacy and that what she did for the wrestling business was great, but he doesn't think the system should shy away from punishing her. He would go on to say, being in jail for a substantial amount of time, I don't wish that on anybody. I just don't. If you've murdered somebody and you deserve it and you go there, okay, so be it. But do I wish it on you? No, that's not what I'm talking about. Don't say we shy away from punishment or anything like that for her. Whatever she's going to get, she's going to get. I feel sorry for the legacy, what she did for the business. She did a lot. But then there was a big fall from grace. It's got to be hard. Now, Bill DeMont previously lost his child due to a road traffic incident involving a DUI, and he's been very vocal about the situation regarding Tammy and that he believes she should be removed from the WWE Hall of Fame. Booker T weighed in saying that he cannot downplay Bill's feelings. He says, and I quote, I can't even state how hard it's got to be for Bill DeMond. I'm sure that's something he wakes up with every day and will for the rest of his life. That's something he's going to have to wake up with. I can't even go there and having the feelings and the views on what should happen. I get it. I understand it. I'm not going to sit here and say and downplay his feelings or anything like that. If you'd like to read more about what Booker T had to say in his thoughtful comments about life and imprisonment, check out Matthew Wilkinson's article once again, which is trending at this hour over. Wrestling Inc. Wrestling Inc. is also reporting at this hour Seth Rollins hits back at a narrative that he's had an easier route than Cody Rhodes. WWE Hall of Famer Booker T appeared on Raw Talk to chime in on Rollins versus Rhodes' new rivalry. When asked which superstar needs the victory in their rubber match, Booker explained why Rollins was under more pressure. He would go on to say, Seth Rollins needs this one to win more, Booker said. I mean, Cody, right now he's 2-0 heading into the rubber match. And I may say, Cody isn't one of those guys that has had an easier route. He had to work for everything. Seth Rollins is a guy who made it to the top relatively easy, but I will say he did have a lot of help. Booker added that Cody had to break himself down and rebuild himself, and that's what Cody Rhodes has done all the way up until today. As noted, Cody Rhodes is featured front and center on the poster for Hell in a Cell, which is their next premium live event, which will take place at the Allstate Arena in Chicago on June the 5th. Roman Reigns was previously featured as the marquee superstar on the poster, but he was removed following reports that he will not be wrestling at the event. If you'd like to follow what Seth Rollins feels about Cody Rhodes, follow him on Twitter at WWE Rollins. And if you'd like to read more about this, check out the article that is trending right now over at Wrestling. Wrestling Inc. is also reporting at this hour about JBL. JBL responds about claims that he tried to end Buff Bagwell's career. Now, WWE Hall of Famer JBL has dispelled Buff Bagwell's claim that he tried to end his career during a dark match on SmackDown. Now, earlier this week, Bagwell made the claim while reacting to an excerpt from Hardcore Holly's autobiography, which tells the story of JBL attempting to bully Steve Blackman at an airport. In response, Bagwell wrote, Bradshaw attempted to end my career in a dark segment on SmackDown. I'm glad he's grown up from those days. On Monday, JBL clarified that he had zero intent to injure Bagwell and that the powerbomb he hit on the former WCW superstar was a planned spot. Bagwell then appreciated JBL's clarification, admitting that he was dumb enough to listen to other people. The two retired wrestlers ended the conversation cordially, greeting each other and wishing best wishes. If you'd like to find out more about this, you can follow Marcus Bagwell at MarcusBuffBagwell on Twitter. All right, let's keep the headlines rolling right now with Wrestling Inc., which is one of the premier wrestling sites out there. MJF is making news. Now, many of us know that MJF has had a lot of things going around with him regarding his contract. Many people say that WWE has put some overtures out, stating that they'd be interested once he becomes a free agent. Matthew Wilkinson has a little bit more about MJF, maybe not necessarily about his contract. AEW star MJF recently spoke with Wrestling about the possibility of working with WWE. In recent months, the AEW pillar has teased the idea of leaving the company, and he's spoken about his contract openly, which does expire in 2024, and that's led to plenty of speculation. MJF got the chance to discuss WWE top star Roman Reigns and made it clear that he likes the Tribal Chief. He would say, and I quote, By the way, as I've discussed before, there's no bigger than Roman Reigns fan when it comes to me. I also love what Seth Rollins is doing right now in WWE, MJF said. Now, MJF believes that if he got in the ring with Roman Reigns, the two of them would have an entertaining match, but it's not the only WWE superstar that he would like to work against. He would go on to say, I'd imagine, I think me and him would have a tremendous match. It would be friendly competition. I also would love to wrestle Seth Rollins. I would also love to wrestle The Miz. There are so many guys over there. MJF then discussed Cody Rhodes, who returned to WWE at WrestleMania 38. He stated that they still talk to this day and claim that Cody is a sweetheart. That's because the WWE superstar offered his parents tickets to an episode of SmackDown in Long Island recently. Yeah, that's my best friend. The Codester, Cody Rhodes. Me and Cody, we still talk sometimes to this day. I love that guy. Also, Cody. God, Cody Rhodes is a sweetheart, MJF said. He texted my parents and offered them tickets to the Long Island show for SmackDown. They couldn't go because they were busy, but it was very sweet of him to do so. Have you also seen his baby? What a cute baby. Oh my gosh. So definitely go ahead and check out the article by Matthew Wilkinson, which is trending at this hour. Over on Wrestling Inc. Alright, big news coming out right now regarding Cash Nash Carter. Let's find out what's happening there. Nash Carter apologizes for a Hitler photo that led to his WWE release. Former NXT Tag Team Champion Nash Carter has decided to go to social media and talk about the picture that showed him making a salute which looked like a lot like the Hitler wave. Carter was released the following month by WWE following his social media post made by his estranged wife, Lee, who alleged that Carter physically and emotionally abused her during their marriage. Lee also tweeted a photo of Carter doing, once again, what appeared to be the Nazi salute while sporting a mustache similar to Adolf Hitler. Now, although Carter has kept quiet on social media since Lee's alleged abuse, he released quickly. The photo had surfaced on social media here is the statement by zachary green no words can truly describe how ashamed and apologetic i am for my conduct in that photo there is no excuse for such behavior and i take full responsibility for my actions and ask for forgiveness The picture was taken in 2015, a time when I was uneducated on the topic and therefore didn't understand the magnitude of how hurtful it was. In 2020, someone was trying to extort me by threatening to post it on social media. I sent it to my wife to discuss the situation. Apparently, she kept it, then decided to retaliate for the fling Um, that caused our divorce to post it on social media. Regardless of how the photo came out, there is still no excuse over my actions. Over the past month, I've taken time to reflect on my conduct, to which I express my utmost remorse and regret. I have spent time off of social media to refresh and re-educate myself about the honors of the Holocaust. I truly do hope that this situation will teach and bring awareness to the horrific tragedy that took place, that something like this will never happen again. I can assure you that this is not who I am or what I wish to represent as a human being, and I feel it is never too late to educate yourself and be a better person." If you are ever in the Orlando area, take some time to visit the Holocaust Memorial Resource and Education Center in Florida, where you can learn more about the history and an in-depth of what took place. It was incredibly eye-opening and impactful experience that teaches the importance of history. Now once again, as has been noted, Nash Carter will make his first WWE post appearance at an event for Circle Six and No Peace Underground in Orlando, Florida this Saturday. He is set to go back to his old name, which is Zachary Wentz. If you'd like to follow him and follow what his article that he stated and he posted on social media, follow him at Zachary Wentz. Once again, Headlines is a daily podcast that comes to you every single day, Monday through Friday, and it talks in depth about what's going on in the world of pro wrestling. All right, guys, that is going to do it. Those are all the headlines that are trending right now for Tuesday, May the 17th, 2022. Remember, if you have a fan of wrestling in your friends or your family and you think they would enjoy this, go ahead and tag them on social media. Let them know about our podcast. And if you have questions, hit me up on social media as well. I am at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D. My DMs are always open. I would be more than happy to answer any wrestling-related questions that you have. Also remember, each and every Friday, a new episode of Front Row Material is posted and available, so definitely go ahead and check that out. With that being said, I am Mike Freeland, and I will catch you next time on Headlines. The world of Radio never stops.